pleasant, lovely Thanksgiving week to you, everybody listening out there who listens to this wonderful show known as the Sunday Card. Here again, here again for week number 12 of an NFL football season. The 100 and what, second season, 101st season? I can't remember. One of those. Um, we are back. Dan Zampano, Maddie Ice, Maddie C, Matt Sobreth, Suds and all is playing hurt. It's fantastic. He is he is a warrior. You want to know why he's a warrior? Because I'll tell you something. When you are as good at your job as Maddie C is on this show, and then you get sick, you push right through. We do if life hands you lemons, you stick those lemons down someone's throat. That's what you do. And Maddie does that each and every week. Maddie, welcome, my friend. A very special welcome because this man just nailed one of the biggest money line parlays money can buy. Yes, it's really just so I can come on here and gloat, Dan. I mean, I could have been on my deathbed. And if I hit a plus 1500 money line parlay on the show to get us positive 21 units on the season for the money line parlay, I would still be here. So you could hear the voice is pretty rough this week. I, I, it's all from screaming and yelling about about those games, those one o'clock games uh, with the Texans and the Colts. But yes, we're here. We're fighting through, and it's Thanksgiving week. You can't can't quit on Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like this is the time where we double down. We double Absolutely. down on Thanksgiving. This is second course. We just we just bankrolled the season. So uh, oh. Absolutely. So good. So good. good. I mean, we bankroll the season on the money line parlays. It's over. It's done with. You don't have to hit another. But you know what? Matt, we're going to keep giving them out. Right. Because, you know, what's a a double double down? What's Thanksgiving without gravy on top? (laughs) That's all we're trying to do, Dan, is give out the gravy on top. Who's better? Who's better than you? Who's better than you? I can maybe only think of one other person. And that would be our producer, Lou Barracone. Once again. Bets the narrative, shoves those lemons down my throat, and bets the Chiefs when I have the Cowboys plus two and a half. Uh, Lewis, welcome back, my friend. It's good to see your face smiling as usual, a winner. How about them Cowboys, huh? Yeah, <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Uh, yeah, completely flat, completely, completely flat. And we'll talk about it in review, but you know, it just does not look right in Jerry World, unfortunately. You know, I, I say this about the Chiefs. They're not on my naughty list anymore. I don't believe in them fully, but they're not on my naughty list. They are not getting coal for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I they saying. are. They're still a seven and four team and everybody buried them like they, they were did. not going to make the playoffs still. Idiots. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, I hate it. Hey, can't bet again against them this week. They're on the bye. Yeah, so they, so. they go right into the bye. Yep. Yes. So we're going to give them a break. Let them marinate a little bit. They they jump very high in my power rankings, by the way. And you always bet them when they come back off the bye. So exactly. get back here to it. You could put that, note that as my number one pick for next week's show already. Is the Chiefs. Thank you, Lewis. Time stamp it. Thank you. Let us begin with a recap, shall we? Because, you know, Maddie had a winning week. Maddie goes three and two on the show and I go two and three, but obviously the money line parlay just doesn't matter. It just destroys all the records and it does very well for us. So hopefully everybody that was listening, bet it. Maddie, let's review you first. Let's do the losers first since there's less of them. Seattle, a complete dud, complete dud against Arizona. You cannot lose in your building against Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, Russ, I got up. 
it's all banking on Russ looking better. And this, this team's just not getting it going. The offense doesn't look good right now. So I have a hard time figuring out what to do with them, but yeah, Colt McCoy two times in three weeks. He's, he's in the two, three weeks he started has gotten me. So uh, I think we're staying away from as much as uh, Maddie West coast was here. They begin the season. I think we're coming back home to the East. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> reel it back in over here. Oh, what happens with from Thanksgiving? Everybody comes home to see the family. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's East Coast vibes. We're 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 putting the West Coast away for a while. Uh, Seattle loses in the plus two and a half. Or, I mean, at the end, it was minus three, which is crazy. Um, but then our mind meld pick that did not hit New Orleans, a shocking, shocking, dominant, dominant win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Darius Slay, the big pick at the end of the half, kind of put the game out of reach. Saints had a little bit of a chance late. Uh, Jalen hurts, man, all of a sudden he has come to life. He looks like Michael Vick. Yeah. That's it. I just can't, I can't, I got to stop doubting Jalen hurts. I keep picking against him and, and, you know, and using him as my justification to pick against him. And, and he's kind of shut me up and proven me wrong when he can, when he can move that offense with his feet, uh, they just, he, he's converts those third downs. He's very like Russell Wilson esque of what he used to, what he, what he likes to do. So, uh, he's, he's playing well right now. Eagles, very, very good in the run game. They've really figured that out well. But, Maddie, here are your winners. Uh, an absolute crack win by the Indianapolis Colts. Are the Colts the hottest team in the AFC right now, yes or no? No. Okay. <laughs> your New England Patriots are. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, I was testing you. You see? You yeah, see? Yeah, you were open. I was – oh, I just forgot about the Patriots. No, no, no. And that's – Funny enough, we got to talk about their game later this week. We certainly will. The Colts Patriots, by the way, now flex to a Saturday night primetime showdown mm-hmm. in week 15, which is a beautiful move by a good old uh, Uncle Roger doing the right thing by us. So really can't wait for that game. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. Other mind meld game, Houston Texans. We mentioned it. This was the Moneyline Parlay. Colts bury the Bills in Buffalo. Texans in a probably should have been an under-the-weather game uh, at Tennessee. Houston plus 10 and a half easy and outright uh, more about the Titans. I think though, than the Texans. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, we were waiting for a flat spot. Like I said, they kind of just, I don't know. It was, it was hard to say they, they made a lot of mistakes. Tannehill made a ton of mistakes out there. Obviously AJ Brown kind of got nicked up in the beginning of the game. Julio Jones still out, but they're often since Henry left, has just not been working. And now today the cutting of one Adrian Peterson. So now they're going with this Hilliard kid who I have never heard of. Um, So I think he's an undrafted kid. So kudos to them. Let's go, baby. Bring them on. I'm very excited for this game on Sunday against New England. Before we get to that game, uh, the last one, our third mind meld, the Minnesota Vikings. So typical of a spot. The Vikings, that was such a spot where they were going to lose that game. And Kirk Cousins got two very lucky calls where the interceptions, both of them taken off of the board. Uh, Rogers scores too quickly. They left him just enough time, I guess this time. And cousins comes down the field and they did the perfect job of getting the ball all the way down the field, running all the clock out and kicking that field goal. Very happy for the Vikings. It was a, as some people like to say, the Custer's last stand game. That was that right there for them. No question about it. Vikings get a big win. I can now, die happy i feed aaron Rodgers a season i can now stop just trying to helplessly fade him blindly fade him just because it's it's them so uh we've gotten over that hump we've gotten over that hump with the packers we can now start looking at packers to win the super bowl again at least in my estimation so i I actually i actually 
I said that the other day when we were watching football, Lou, I said, I just need to bet the Packers so I could stop like hating them for just like, I have a need to hate them. I just got to get a futures bet on them and then I'll be fine. Bang. There you go. I'm, I'm very excited. Now we can get on board with that. Uh, Vikings huge win. I think Zimmer saved his job to be quite honest with you. If they had, if they had lost that game, they're four and six. I'm not sure they make the playoffs. Very, very, um, big win and a big game coming up this week in San Francisco for them. For me, Obviously, we talked about the money line parlay hitting a plus 1550. For me, under the weather, no good in that Indianapolis Buffalo game. Jonathan Taylor didn't get the memo. One of the great, uh, one of the great performances. Five touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely amazing. But, but the ones that lose, obviously, we talked about New Orleans, Dallas. This was the one of the week. Uh, and again, I'll I'll come right back to it. I don't think Dak's uh, arm looks very good. I think that if the ball is coming out bad, they lose Lamb. They now, uh, obviously, Cooper right before that. That really, that happened in a couple of games. The late injuries, the Cooper COVID list, the Kamara and the linemen in the Saints game also really screwed our line. And then, obviously, Lamb going out in the first half, getting concussion. He's now not going to play on Thanksgiving. No Tyron Smith, which we thought we were kind of counting on a little bit there for Dallas as well, and missing the two pass rushers. That's the reason I'm hesitant about Kansas City. Kansas City beats Washington, the Giants, and Jordan Love and the Packers, and then they beat Dallas, missing like all of their best players. So I'm still not back on Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see them put up more points in that game. It felt like they needed to put more points up to make it a statement. Kind of feels like they got up early and, and, and sat on the ball. There was a real just dead spot from like the like the end of the like second quarter to the third. Like nothing really happened in that game. It was just kind of a pillow fight between the two of them. So. Very true. It just seemed like they, it was a war of attrition. And yeah. you know, the Cowboys just couldn't get in the end zone. That was the big problem. I am impressed with Spagnola and how that defense played. That's what's going to get the Chiefs to be a better team, is they're going to get a lot better if their defense continues to play the way they did. Last one here, my best bet, Cleveland. I mean, goodness, can you put up a worse stinker? You've got a team coming off playing five quarters in the rain in Pittsburgh and then you can't you can't put up more than 13 points on that team. Something obviously big time wrong with Baker. Not a fan of Baker right now. I think they need to sit him. Yeah, our uh, our good friend Nick asked me every week after he listens to the show. He goes, what the hell do you guys keep talking about the Browns for? He's like, the Browns are just not a good team. And I think that we are we've definitely bought into the Browns on paper, the Browns on mm. paper and, and the ex- expectations are supposed to be everything that they are the best run team and all this. But like. They just don't execute on Sundays right now. I don't know. They are not executing on the field. No. Lucky to be six and five right now. Yeah. And, you know, with this game on Sunday night, it was one of my five. And then I was like, you know, I can't have this as one of my five because I don't know the quarterback situation for either team. So, you know, Lamar, who gets more? Lamar gets sick from anything. Like This guy gets – he's missed so many games, I feel like, from getting sick. He just does that. I know, like, you sympathize with him right now, I guarantee but Baker, like, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not sure if I can back him. I can't, I can't do it. Look, Lamar, I'm here. All right. I showed up. Let's go. Come on. Come on. It's not the podcast in it versus, uh, you know, playing an NFL game. Let's go. Late November. This is the time of the year. Like, come on. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Two and three week for your boy. Three and two for Maddie. But under the weather doesn't hit, but the money line parlay does. So we're cleared for the rest of the year with that. Uh, Maddie, you win, so you get to pick or you get to punt. You choose, my friend. I will pick this week, and I want to get it started because I got a game. First game that I want to show off is right on Thanksgiving, and it's the very first game of the week. We are going to take 
the Chicago Bears laying three points against oh. the Detroit Lions. Now, everybody in the world, all we've heard so far since the end of this past week, you got Matt Nagy coaching his last game. They're projecting that he's going to coach his last game, yet he's not fired. Why are they going to let him continue coaching? And everybody is on the Detroit Lions right now. The Lions are getting all the tickets, all the money, and the Lions have been the darling team this year that have just done nothing. Like, well, they've been good to the public as big dogs. As big dogs this year of spread of five and a half points or more, they're six and one. As dogs of less than five points, they're 0 and three. So we have a three point spread here, as well as history just proves us for the Lions that uh, road favorites against the Lions on Thanksgiving, 10 and two against the spread since 05. They are 12 and 0 straight up road favorites against the Lions on Thanksgiving. All the narrative is going against the Bears. Nobody likes the Bears. It's ugly. The trends are on the, on the Bears side and just fading public reaction and loving the Lions is on my side as well. So I'll take the Bears minus three. Did, did I hear the word narrative in there, Lewis? Did I hear the word narrative? I, you, uh, I, I did hear it. My ears <laughs> perked up. <laughs> I like it. I do like it. Now you definitely know that it's a good bet right now. The narrative is on the Lions. Matt likes the Bears. I think we might have something here. We might get yourself in a predicament, Matty, against against the bet the narrative guy. Oh no! Oh, see, I don't know. I don't we're, know. I think that. Okay. I, I I think yeah. We got to see what he says about that. He's got to break that we'll down see. later. We'll how, see. Miss, we'll how Mister Narrative Man works. Where which news network are you listening to on this <laughs> issue? <laughs> That's a very good point. Depending on which network you're listening to, uh, Lions are oh eight and one so they desperately obviously dan campbell at the last wits to get a win um so this could be the spot i don't know but i don't hate the bears i i don't hate that pick i i just nothing juicy enough for me in the 12 30 game i kind of want some uh, little extra stuffing on the four o'clock i'll tell you that that's really when dinner kicks off so you know we'll be about halfway through dinner at the kickoff of the dallas cowboys and the and the las vegas raiders uh, very glamour uh, matchup here. Uh, the Raiders, uh, Cowboys rather, are seven and a half point favorites now. And that's a key number, seven and a half. Uh, my issue with this, as I just mentioned, no Lamb, no Cooper. Maybe, I mean, Zeke is going to probably play, but he's got a sore knee. We know that. Still waiting on Tyron Smith. Still waiting on the two DNs. Just seems like there's a lot of guys out for the Cowboys. And I'll say this. As a favorite against the spread on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys are one of only three teams with a losing record. They're five and seven against the spread as a favorite on Thanksgiving. And granted, they have a pretty big sample size considering they play every year on Thanksgiving, but they're also one and nine in their last 10 against the spread on Thanksgiving. So this is a real kind of predicament for me. This has more to do with Dallas losing a lot of players I get it. The Raiders just look like they are going downhill very, very fast. Their defense has sucked the last few weeks. No question about it, especially on Sunday. They just could not get a stop. And big turnovers by the Bengals late. Carr made some bad passes, but Carr is still good. And I still think that offense still has some juice in it. I am going to take the Raiders plus seven and a half. Give me the hook. Uh, and I'll, and I'll uh, lay it on a, uh, a Thanksgiving Thursday at four o'clock. Yeah, 
Yeah, that definitely that definitely feels like the side on the spread. I don't think I think I'll be staying away from that one if I am going to have a play in this one, because who doesn't have a play in every game on Thanksgiving? I, I like the under for much of the same reasons as far as mm-hmm. the Cowboys losing players. So um, I don't know if I'm not willing to lay that seven and a half spread with the Cowboys. I think that's just that. Or, and and I, I don't you know, the Raiders right now betting on them is hard is to back them for me. So <laughs> I'm going to take the under in that game. Fifty one. But uh, OK. That's a nice little extra pick. You throw that yeah, in the leans, well, the leans are getting it. A little extra pick, yeah. So I love um, it. But number four, we're, we're past Thanksgiving. We're getting to Sunday now. And I kind of just said it. I, I, as I made my notes, apparently I was reflecting in my head that I keep betting against Jalen Hurts. But I'm betting this number is too good for me to not take the Giants plus three and a half. Wow. Betting against Jalen Hurts here. Um, obviously, the other story that we've heard about uh, – Coaches firing is is they fired uh Giants fired OC Jason Garrett uh after the Monday night uh crapper. So the clapper, the clapper for uh the, a crapper from the clapper got him um canned. So <laughs> so so here's my thing. You want to bet on the Giants, right? And they replace the clapper with our good old friend Freddie Kittens. So you tell me, why do you like the Giants? I, I just think it's a good number against a, a divisional home dog these NFC East teams. This reminds me of like, it was week two. We took the giants plus four against Washington and it was a 30 to 29 game. You know, it's just <laughs> like, these are ugly, weird, crazy games. So, um, and Phillies again, Phillies running pretty hot right now. I think is so I'm, I'm constantly trying to fade these teams that are running hot a few weeks in a row. So yeah, I'm going to take the giants here. I get just divisional matchup, just like the number at three and a half big blue against gang green giants uh, at home. Correct, Giant. This is in, correct. This is correct. this is a, yep. this is in uh, MetLife. So again, Giants also coming off the Monday night. So it is a short week, but Monday night disaster. So again, we're gonna ride high. Uh, it sounds like with the uh, with the Monday night loser. And again, I you know Philadelphia is really interesting to me. I I think that there is a shot. There is an outside shot that if Dallas continues to to stay unhealthy. The Eagles are just seemed like a team that's starting to kind of figure it out. They finally have a finally have an offensive line here. Feels like a team that could go on a run. Just and I said that a couple of weeks ago, and I'm and I'm nervous, but I'm cautiously optimistic about it. You are going to take the Giants at home against the Eagles, divisional home dog. Very smart, very very smart. But here's what I'm going to do. I know that you feel as if you finally won your battle and your war. But I am going to take your mantle from you. And I am going to go to war. I'm going to go to war against the big toe. The big toe, the COVID toe of Aaron Rodgers. I am going to do it. I'm going to dip my toe thinking that Aaron won't. And I'm going to take the Rams plus one at the Packers. Uh, Rams off the bye, going to Lambeau. This is a very, very sketchy spot, I think, for the Rams, obviously. But I do like it for a couple of reasons. Sean McVay off of a bye under the Rams, 4-1 and one, ATS off the bye since he's become the Rams head coach. He is also 5-2 and two in as a road dog in conference games against the spread. He's been very good at that. Rams also going to test that big toe of Rodgers and test his mobility. Rams have 29 sacks this season, and the Green Bay offensive line just lost a humongous piece. Elton Jenkins is a such a versatile piece for that offensive line. He plays every position. 
They can mix and match anywhere. He's out for the season with a torn ACL. They need Bakhtiari back in the worst way. If he's not back for this game, I'm going to be real nervous for Von Miller coming around the edge, for Donald in the middle. I think that could be a really big problem for the for the Green Bay Packers and losing in the trenches. And then Rashawn Gary is still not healthy. So they're still waiting on Rashawn Gary to get back. Again, he'll be probably a game-time decision against that Rams offensive line. That's the most shaky part of their team. Revenge game. This is just like the Bills and Colts last week. It's a revenge game from last year's playoff game. I like it for the Rams here. I think the Rams go into Lambeau and they get a big win. And then all of a sudden, here's what I think. If the Rams do beat the Packers, I think that's when we nail the Packers Super Bowl odds because that's when they're really going to be down. Everybody's going to be betting against them. So this is a play to get the Packers on really good Super Bowl odds for the following week and take the Rams this week plus one. This is how we roll, as a great song once said. You always got to be one step ahead here, Dan. I love I love that thought, and I will absolutely be uh, glued to what the Packers' odds are um, before and after this game. So that is a that's a ballsy spot. Again, taking that. I feel like we've seen that scene before. Rams going into Lambeau. And not always coming out the Rams way. So, but obviously totally different team this year, totally different look. And we got the COVID toe. I, I've learned more about COVID. I've learned more about COVID toe this week than I ever thought I would ever learn. So I didn't know it was a thing. I, I, I heard that. I just thought he had turf toe. And now they're saying there's a COVID toe. Now I really don't want COVID. I really don't want it. Yeah. Might be walking, walking wobbled and hobbled. <laughs> Especially this time you're a big toe. It's getting cold out there. You need that balance of slipping on ice especially in Lambeau. Number three, Maddie. Well, you know who needs his balance because he's going to be tiptoeing into the end zone again this week, and that is our good buddy. We couldn't pull the trigger on him last week, but now we have the matchup we want. We will take Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers going against the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins have gotten three wins in a row now and three wins against the spread. Two of those wins being the Jets, the Texans before Ty, or no, that was the first game Tyrod was back. Yep. And uh, the wonkiest Thursday night game against the Ravens that I've ever seen. That was a, a crazy, just the wildest game ever. If you if you saw that one with the the lineman who's not scoring on the touchdown doing the <laughs> flip and the fumbles being kicked around and madness. But you now get Carolina, who is a legit defense, still a legit defense. Um, and Tua is going to have a big time problem with this. I think the Miami offensive line is still really bad. The Carolina pass rush is really good. So I think that he is, they're going to be into his grill all game long. And not to mention that Miami's defense is better against the pass than they are against the run. So uh, they've been taking away these teams, you know, getting turnovers, um, obviously Zayvon Howard and they've got good corners, but I think if you slow this game down and you run, run, run against them with Cam and Christian McCaffrey, uh, I think that Carolina finds a way to win this game as a short road favorite at minus one and a half right now. You know, I keep forgetting to mention my model and some of these things, but this is one of the things that the model really liked was the Panthers. I have them in my leans category. Um, I'm certainly going to be on them. In fact, I think I already bet them this week, but I love the Panthers this week. My model, this has it projected at minus two. My model has it projected at Panthers minus eight. So, uh, and we've also changed the model up a little bit, weighted things a little bit differently, added in more stats, reflecting a little bit more in terms of explosive plays, really, really like, and strength of schedule, uh, really, really like Carolina in this spot. I, I cannot agree with you more. I know it's a home dog in Miami, but again, like you said, Miami's on a roll. Carolina is not. It's the perfect spot for a, a rushing quarterback to really make an impact. 
Yeah, I think Cam is is a you know, hey, we could throw it back a couple of years. Serious X factor in this game, Cam, big time <laughs> X factor. We haven't thrown up an X factor in a while. Somebody called Des Bryant. We Can, need those X factors back. They're going to be coming in the playoffs. Don't you worry. If we got Cam back, we got to bring X factors back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Party like it's 2018. Um, <laughs> so good, so good. Okay, number three. Oh, Maddie, 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 Maddie. Um. It might be cold outside, but like you said, this team is blazing hot infernos. Rest advantage. It's a it's a personal game. This is personal because this team has not beaten this other team while this coach has been there. We're about to get our first win against the Tennessee Titans. Let's go. Give me the Patriots minus six against the Tennessee Titans. They are 0-2 against Brable-coached Tennessee Titans teams. It is time for this to happen. Let me give you the rundown on Tennessee. Tennessee, the last three games since they've lost Henry, they are averaging 290 yards per game, an extreme drop-off from what they were getting. They missed Derrick Henry. By the way, the last three games, they are 29th in the league in yards per play. No Jones. No Henry. A.J. Brown has bruised ribs. There's a possibility that he's going to probably be a game-time decision, probably will play. How effective is he? I do not know. Patriots playing against a very banged-up Titans team that has been, I mean, four interceptions against the Houston Texans. That's abysmal. That's abysmal. And now you're telling me they're going to go up to Foxborough and play right now the hottest defense in football? I do not think so, my friend. Third in opponent's completion percentage. Second in opponent's passer rating. Third in red zone defense. Oh, and by the way, the Titans are giving up 29 sacks this year. That's tied for 29th in the league. You think Matt Judon, who, by the way, has already gotten his career high in sacks at 10 and a half, probably going to enjoy his time on Sunday. I would think so, wouldn't you? It's just setting up perfectly. And by the way, how about this? You talk about the Patriots and them not being an explosive offense. Did you know that the Patriots are tied for fourth in the league? They have 41 plays of 20 yards or more this year. For, tied for fourth in the league. The Titans are tied for 31st in that category. That is incredible to me. People are not saying the Patriots offense is explosive, but they run the ball really well and they get big plays down the field when they need it timely. This is a personal game for Belichick to finally beat Vrabel. Vrabel scares me. There's no question about that because they are tough and physical, but I think the Patriots cover this number. I think the Patriots get it done minus six. It was one of my most lopsided extreme ends games on my model. Not the most lopsided, but it was very lopsided Patriots minus six. Yeah, this is another one where, again, like the Titans have been the team that I've been wanting to fade, and I've kind of found myself fading the Patriots quite a bit as well. And uh, this, to me, feels like I would want to take the Titans coming off that loss, but I am just not getting the way of the Patriots anymore. I am, this, this game I will be staying away from, maybe tease the Patriots down to win it outright, but yeah, that, that game's tough for me. Both these teams are, are really hard to peg right now. Patriots That's just good- keep winning. Patriots just keep winning against the spread and everything. You know, Matt, I don't know if this Patriots team is good. I really don't. I still don't know. But they're playing very well. I think the next four weeks will tell us exactly who they are. Exactly yep. who they are. Titans, Bills, by Bills, Colts. It's going to be a freaking gauntlet. Coming for the division. 
Let's get uh, it. I'm staying quiet for now. I'm staying quiet for now. Number two. Number two. I This one is another just spot. I just, I'm finding myself just finding numbers this week and finding spots. And you got to take Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers catching four and a half against the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are... I don't know. I don't know what the Bengals are anymore. They have a whole, their horrible offensive line is not going to be able to stand up to this front seven. Pittsburgh's front seven still gets home. I'm expecting Watt should be back. I'm hoping and praying that he's back not this sure. week. It's again, we're recording this Tuesday way too early to tell, but it felt like he was close for this past week. So I'm just going to make the gamble that he is going to be in. And I think if he's in this line, comes lower down to three for sure. As soon as uh, he's in. So this feels like this. Uh, well, feels like the Seattle spot that didn't get me anything by getting ahead of the line move. Um, but I, I like this four and a half here with Pittsburgh. Uh, I just think that they're going to be able to get home on Burrow and find their way, find their way on the um, the offensive side. I think the Bengals' defensive numbers have they they've gone down a little bit. I think since the beginning of the year, where they seem like they were a defensive juggernaut out of nowhere. So they've come a little bit back towards the middle. So uh, I will take uh, Big Ben. Uh, I believe. Let me see. 10 and two against the Bengals in his lifetime against the spread 12 and wow. four, sorry, 12 and four against the spread big Ben against Cincinnati. So uh, I'm going to ride with them and it perfect time spot dog. And I assume we're well, yeah, well you say Tomlin spot. I agree with that part of it. It is a dog Tomlin spot in division. Absolutely. Steelers under did not hit last week. Obviously the craziest game, by the way, of the weekend was that yeah. game against the Chargers. I mean, back and forth went. Cam Hayward almost won the game by himself, which was ridiculous. Um, but man, like the Steelers really need a win. The Bengals got a much needed win. Man, that's a hard game to gauge. That's a really hard game to gauge. I think uh by my, I think I had the Steelers as what you would take. Yeah, I had Bengals minus one and a half. That's what I had. Right. So yeah. I I I, do, I can't fault you for it. It's just it feels like it's very close to the number and whether it's four and a half or four, whatever you have it at now. So number two, I got to take this game. This game makes no sense to me. I can't like, to me, <laughs> I just like, I don't think that this team is that bad and the team they're playing is horrendous. So I like the Texans as a short home home favorite this week against the Jets. I I love the Texans this week. I love them. I mean, and I have nothing about the Texans. Like, this is all about the Jets. It is about Ty God Taylor, our man, getting us a money line parlay, doing big things. Thank you. Shout out, Ty God. And the Texans' defense has gotten a lot better. You can't deny that. They have given up an average of 15 points the last two games. The previous four games, they gave up an average of 31. So they are doing a lot better. But – Here's the thing. Zach Wilson's the only quarterback traveling this week to Houston. Mike White and Joe Flacco are both on the COVID list. So it's Zach Wilson and no one else. So have fun. (laughs) Have have fun. Have at it. Michael Carter Jr. also out for two to three weeks. Uh, They're great rookie running back that's actually been doing pretty good. He's gone. So it's going to have to be Tevin Coleman, I think. I think, I mean, I, I haven't looked at the Jets running back depth. Is Samaj P. Ryan still there? I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to pull out names, Lewis. I'm trying. 
Then as soon as you begin this little soliloquy that you're going on right now, I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> you, you could have said no names of either teams, and I knew exactly where you were going with this. It doesn't make any sense. It's just hammer, hammer Houston. Hammer that. Houston. You told me this last night when we were at the bar, too, and you said this the all-time, all-time moment, by the way, when we were watching this Giants-Bucks game last night is at the bar – uh, Daniel Jones throws that awful interception, and I kid you not, a Giants fan screamed out, "We need Mike White!" So that's that was an all-time statement, by the way. Uh, and I think the Jets would be better off with Mike White here. But the problem is the Jets' defense, and, and I'm just going to rattle it off right here. Jets' defense uh, last in turnover differential, 30th in 20 plus yards per play, 28th in opponents' yards per carry, last in opponents' passer rating, last in opponents' yards attempt. Tied for 30th in opponents' completion percentage. And, oh, yeah, they are the worst team against the spread in football, 2-8 and eight on the year. I don't know what else you need to know. Hammer the Texans minus 2.5, minus 3, whatever it's at now. Yeah, I would I would definitely lean the Texans in that game, too. I mean, minus 2.5. I, I feel I'm like, ah, are we getting a little – I didn't want to feel like I was riding the Texans a little too much because it's like they're still – they were to be like the worst team in the league all time, but that's the Lions now. So um, I get it though. I get it. I actually wish it was if it was Joe Flacco as the solo quarterback. I would absolutely be with you on this one. But I mean, Zach Wilson not not much better. Oh, I feel better about it with Zach Wilson. I really? feel much. Uh, see, I, I, oh yeah, Joe Flacco almost won the game. They had a chance to win that game against Miami. I, I know it's Joe Flacco. I get it. I want the nineteen jersey just to have it. But like Zach Wilson stinks. Yeah, no, I can't argue that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. He stinks. Uh, do you want to go first, or you want me to save you for last year? Yeah, no, I gotta toss this. I gotta toss this one up, and it's perfect. We give thanks, and if you're gonna be thankful for your home team, I'm gonna be thankful for my home team that they Not are what? a home dog against <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, and we will ride the Denver Broncos plus three at home. Um, we love Teddy Bridgewater as a dog. He's, he's Teddy covers as a dog. He's fantastic. And we've just seen in general when time to uh, fade against the Chargers are teams that run the ball well and, have, and and want to run the ball as part of their offense. So, and I think that's what the Broncos can do here. Um, they prefer to do that and then, you know, take their shots downfield or intermediate little shots with Bridgewater. Um, as well as the dog has just, the dog has covered in three of the last four uh, meetings between these two teams. This is constantly a back and forth. So we have another divisional home dog catching three. So um, I will take that every time, especially when it's your boys, Denver Broncos. Wow. So this was a very tough game for me. I get it. The Broncos, you know, home divisional dog, the defense is there. The Broncos offense has really sucked. Like last couple of weeks, I feel like, you know, they did play well against the Cowboys. I'll give them that. But man, what a dud against the Eagles. I mean, that really was disappointing. I, I thought they really had a good opportunity to win that game and really take a stranglehold. And I don't know. I had this game very close uh, to what they have it at. So I, I believe it's what Broncos plus three, plus two and a half right now. Um, plus, plus three. Plus three. I had Chargers minus three. That's exactly what I had. So uh, right on the number. I think it's going to be right down the wire. Uh, I will say this. I like it because it was last year's money line, money line parlay winner with Drew Locke. So that's why I like it. Broncos. I might be on that with you. I might be on that with you. I like how that's your number one, by the way. Just full-fledged, just full excellent. homerism this week. Full yeah. homerism, which is great. 
I, I am all for it. I'm all for it. Um, I'm betting the Patriots and against the Jets, so that's all good. Um, <laughs> number one, this is going to be a really good game. This game is the nut-up-or-shut-up game of the week. No questions asked. Winner of this game, to me, has the platform, the springboard to go to the playoffs. And I like the I like the dog and I like the away team. I'm taking the Vikings plus three at, at San Francisco. I think the Vikings, to me, are an analytics darling. <laughs> Just they are. I think I have them power rated as like the number three team in the league. I, it's they're just a great analytics darling. They're four and one in their last five against the spread. San Francisco is one and four against the spread in their last five. They've beaten the Rams very good. They got a win against the Jaguars that was solid. They're going for three in a row. The Vikings are going to now go above 500 if they win this game and really propel themselves with a chance. With the Rams playing the Packers this week, this is a massive game for the Vikings. Massive. So they really need it. San Francisco really needs it. These are two top five red zone offenses. I, I really believe that these two teams are going to probably th – this could be an overgame. This really could be an overgame. I know people look at these defenses, defensive coach and Zimmer, offensive coach and Shanahan, and that the 49ers have historically have a good, a good defense. But I think this could be an overgame, no doubt. But I'll tell you this. Kirk Cousins, best touchdown to interception ratio in the league, 21 touchdowns and two, count them, two interceptions he has been really really good he's also number two in the league in passer rating this year here's the issue with me san francisco i just don't think can cover justin jefferson i told this to lewis last night i think justin jefferson might be the best receiver in football i really believe that i i and i know it's a bold statement considering guys like adams and and and, and hopkins and the rest i think jefferson takes the cake to me i think he's made that climb he's ascended uh, Jefferson, most receptions of 15 yards or more since 2020. He's got 58 receptions since 2020 of 15 yards or more. By the way, the Vikings have a top four team and 20 plus yards per play. Uh, and here's the other thing. I think that the San Francisco D-backs are their big weakness, and that's going to be a major, major issue. It's going to be that passing game of Minnesota who can run the football if they need to versus the run game of, of San Francisco because Minnesota's rushing defense is a little bit suspect. So I will say that. But I think also this game's going to come down to turnovers. And who's getting the turnovers? San Francisco's got a minus five turnover differential. Minnesota's got a plus six turnover differential. Minnesota's getting the strip sacks. They're getting the interceptions that they need. Uh, their 30, 31 sacks is the best in football. They have 31 sacks, which is number one in football, and are allowing just 14 sacks. That's their second in football. So they win the trenches a lot. Good trench warfare game. I think it's very, very close. May come down to a game-winning field goal. Minnesota, though, I'll take the points and plus three is my number one. Yeah, this is a game I was back and forth. I, I could have, I was trying to, I was convincing myself to either side. I had this in. I had originally had the Vikings, and then I started to talk myself into the 49ers and was thinking about that and uh, and just how like Minnesota hasn't been as good as good against the run in recent weeks and and the way that the Niners are running the ball right now, but. I had to stay away from this one. I did lean. I, I was leaning more towards the Vikings if I had to pick a team in this game. But man, they played so many close games and just come up short. But I guess that's why you get three points there, and you don't you don't lay the three points with them. So um, another another gutsy pick, another close game that you're picking this week. I, I listen. I'm I'm feeling ballsy a little bit on Thanksgiving. I might have too much to eat this week. A lot <laughs> on my a lot on my plates. There, a lot there on you my go. plate. 
a little extra stuffing. Uh, I had the game, by the way, power rated. I had it minus 11 to Minnesota. So it was a very, again, extreme ends, as we know about this. But I had minus 11 Minnesota. I could not back down from it. I said that there's no way I can't take this. San Francisco hasn't proven it to me yet. They haven't proven it to me yet. You beat Jacksonville. I don't like everybody beats Jacksonville. The Rams win. I'm going to I'll give them credit. Like that was a good spot, though, I think for them. Let's see them do it. Big game, national game, more than likely against uh, against Minnesota, who who needs it just as much as they do. So I'm excited for that game. Uh, any leans, Maddie? Uh, some other leans. I had Minnesota was in my leans actually uh, that I had written down. Uh, Indianapolis plus three, but going against the Bucks was a little bit too uh, sweet for me. Um, and then yeah, like I I wrote down Seattle naturally, and then I just yeah. like I, I can't, I just can't right now. I got to just stay away from them. They're too too unpredictable. But I would definitely like to take Seattle at a pick them or a plus one. I love it. I, I also, uh, Seattle is in my lanes. I have not bet them yet. Uh, I think I might take them at pick them. Maybe, maybe. I just think eventually Russ has got to get it right, you know, and yeah. and Washington's been hot. Washington's won two in a row. I feel like I got to fade them now, you know, Riverboat Ron and the rest of it. Um, this is feels like I, I just always remember the RG3 game and, and how he just got scummily hurt and Mike Shanahan refused to take him out of the game. Every time these two teams play, I just think of that. It's, it's, it's so weird. Um, especially this game going to be in Washington. I like that. I told you about the over 48 in the Minnesota San Francisco game. I don't hate that. I really like that. Santa Clara is supposed to be beautiful on, on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Uh, you mentioned Carolina. I really liked Carolina. The Browns. The Browns were in my were in it, and I can't quit them. <laughs> I just I can't quit them. I I'm can't out. do it. I, I, I am out it. on the Browns until further notice. I know, I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I just uh, the Browns to me are the Baltimore is a lucky bounce team. They're a lucky bounce team, but they're winning, and I think the Browns need this more. I hope they start Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum will them, give him a better chance to win this week. They need to sit Baker this week. I really believe that. Yeah, I really – a healthy Case Keenum could run this offense just as good as Baker's doing it right now. I completely agree. Completely agree. So the Browns, the over in the Minnesota-San Francisco game, Carolina and Seattle are my lanes. And maybe you'll convince me to take the Denver Broncos, I think. Let's let's be, you know, hand-in-hand, hand, brethren, you know. Be open-minded like about this. Open-minded. Any thoughts on this Bill-Saints game? That one to me is very – precarious i feel like you want to take the, the saints getting six points at home but i keep hearing people say how like you know isn't the, the bills offense is fast on turf no like isn't the bills offense going to be flying on thanksgiving night playing in the superdome i don't know and, and just getting another another bounce back spot for them against the colts like they kind of have that those bounce back opportunities and how, like how good is is trevor simeon really gonna be able to take advantage of this bills defense the way that that good offensive line in in uh, indianapolis did it in bad weather I don't know. I, I, I don't know who's playing for the Saints, if their line is back online and if Kamara is going to play. Kamara and Ingram both did not practice today, so that's a little sketchy Jeez. to me. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I stay away from that game. I can't take the Bills right now either. I just I have nothing on them. Yeah. Uh, let's bet the narrative. This is a winner every week. This is a guaranteed lock. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's work through this one a little bit. I was writing some stuff down. There's some stuff oh, that like. Lord. There's some stuff that you guys like. Matt, Matt said it. 
Matt said it. He perked my ears up. He got me smiling. So first thing I did right down was the Bears minus three. Matt Nagy's last stand. And, you know, the lines stink. Let's just they, they're horrible. So, you know, I need them to keep losing, you know, so the Jets aren't the worst team in football. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also wrote, Dan said this one as well, the Raiders plus seven and a half. There's so many problems in Dallas. It seems as though the Raiders are going to come to town and take that turkey leg, that turkey trophy <laughs> home. All right. But in reality, as much as I want to force a Thanksgiving Day game, the Patriots are the hottest team in football. And it pains my entire soul to say that. <laughs> it hurts so much. I don't even know if there's a narrative. I have nothing. It just feels as though the Titans are falling apart quickly and the Patriots are going the opposite direction. To the moon, as they used to say. Not too Destiny. long ago. <laughs> Destiny. Uh, to the moon. I'm, I'm putting in another unit right now. Here we go. Uh, Live on the show. The moon. So I will say this. I will say this. I want the Patriots to be my official bet, but... Okay. If I could have all three of them, it, I like them all for the narrative. The first two for the narrative, for sure. Matt Nagy's last stand. The Cowboys are falling apart. Plus, realistically, the Raiders fans need something to share for with all of the nonsense that they've had to deal with this year. But the Pats are just on fire. Absolutely on fire. So, Lou, it's Thanksgiving. You can have as much as you want. <laughs> have all the this games is, you like. <laughs> you, this is not – you want to gobble-gobble, we can gamble-gamble. That's like, that's what we're going to do. Like, that's gamble, all we're going to do. Gobble-gobble-gamble-gamble. Oh, Hammer Houston, too. While we were at it. Hammer <laughs> <laughs> Houston, too. <laughs> uh, we're out of control now. Now we're I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so much. There's so much. Oh, oh, uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, let me do. I, I'm not giving you under the weather. I can't do it. It's too early. Scientifically, meteorolo meteorologically speaking, and I learned this in college because we had a world class meteorologist that I took a class from. Learned this in college. You cannot tell the weather more than five days out. So uh, I can't give you one. I will post it on Sunday. I will tell you it's likely to either be in Cincinnati or Green Bay. That's one of the two. So either Cincinnati or Green Bay is likely to be one of the two. I cannot give it to you now. I will post it on Sunday on Twitter at the Sunday card. With that being said, I know that the weather is very unpredictable and sometimes things happen out of thin air. Sometimes magic happens out of thin air as well. It happened last week and we're going to do it again because like he said, mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. Extra helpings for you this holiday season. The Magic Moneyline Park. Yes, I mean again, this is this is the gravy. We're going for the gravy. I'm not getting too creative here. I'm just taking my best my best two picks on the week, and we're going to take them on the money line. We are going to take the Denver Broncos plus 126 at home, and the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 166 on the road at the Bengals. That'll give you a, a nice even, even clean plus 500 on the money line parlay. Mm. A little square number, just a perfect 500. A square number plus 500, not as juicy as last week. It's hard to get a ju as juicy as last week because there just aren't a lot of dogs. There's no big, there's big. no big dogs this week. No big dogs. Right. No big dogs. It is very even. So, so that makes it a little oh. scary. Um, but I don't hate it. I like the Steelers. Tomlin spot. I love the Broncos. I think here I'll probably now be on it with you just because I have to be. So you're more you're morally obligated to. <laughs> and financially. At this point. Financially obligated. Uh, for the show and morally obligated because you're sick and I feel bad. Yes. <laughs> flu, game, flu game money line parlay right here. 
This is Jordan game five, game whatever game it was, 97, 98. I can't remember these. You still watching the last dance? You just said you were just watching. You were were you watching it? I was. (laughs) I'm watching the last dance and the man in the arena at the same time. It's unbelievable. But these two cats, just just the amount of motivation pouring out of you has got to be like, you know, coming out your ears. Run a mile right now, man. And under under five. It's crazy. Uh, Okay, that's it. Thank you, gentlemen. I am very happy. Real quick, Thanksgiving meal. What's the go-to? So I said this the other day. My friend Lou came through for our Friendsgiving. The most underrated, obviously, there's all the goods. There's the stuffing, the mash, and the yada yada. You got to have the green bean casserole. My friend Lou came through and made a delicious green bean casserole for our Friendsgiving this past weekend. And I couldn't have been more elated. It was great. It was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was easy, actually. Surprisingly easier than I easy. thought it was going to be. Yeah uh go to go to might be the uh the candy yams without the marshmallows as we oh, candy yams it might be wow. it might be no you've got, marshmallows. Electric, you've got some electric taste buds there oh yeah me. oh yeah it's a classic that's a classic yeah you do well, the brown the brown sugar or the honey on them it's oh yeah cool. oh yeah you put it but, well the real key is you got to put everything on a sandwich after thanksgiving yes i mean that that's that's, that's the real glory of thanksgiving is that's the the, the friday morning the Friday yeah. morning, you wake up, you get that, and you go shopping. That powers mm. you throughout the day. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Anti-corporate, but I, I do enjoy Black Friday because there are good deals. Uh, worst day of the year in my hometown. Worst day of the year. It yeah, is a yeah. madhouse down here. It is terrible. I'm back home, back in Connecticut now. It is signs. People are coming in from New York City. It's like 10,000 people down turns into 50,000 in one night. It's terrible. Um, but I do agree with you. Green bean casserole and the sandwich after I I'm, I'm all in on, on that. I'm also a dark meat guy. Just saying, um, mm. I can say that without it getting taken out of context. <laughs> no, you always got to go for a leg or a thigh. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love this holiday. I love this holiday so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, with that, I hope you have a happy, glorious, fantastic food filled football field and wallet-filled Thanksgiving for this coming Thursday. Uh, You can listen to us every week on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net every Saturday at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. And again on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. for your picks. We will post these on the Sunday Card episode, on on the Sunday Card Twitter, rather, at the Sunday Card. We'll post the Thursday games on Thursday, and then Sunday we'll give you the rest of our picks on the Twitter sphere as well. So for Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silberth, and for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, I'm Dan Zimpano. We thank you for listening to the Sunday Club.